Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Temple of the Fuzzwitch. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am talking to Noah, Joe, and Taylor from Temple of the Fuzzwitch. How are you guys doing? Doing great for you, man. Awesome. I'm doing good, man. I uh, I got to tell you, I've been a fan for uh, years. Uh, I think I saw you guys the first time at Fuzzfest in 2018, uh, and I was I was absolutely floored. And then every time I've seen you guys since, you know, you keep getting better and better. And you were already fucking awesome. So I'm like, I got to get you guys on the show, and it I finally did it. And so uh, thank you so much for being on here. Man, I'm glad to be here, man. Awesome. So let's uh, let's start off with like um, how the band came together. How did Temple of the Fuzzwitch begin? Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> story. yeah no, I mean I'll make it short. But uh, basically, it was I just got sick of doing like garage rock and fuzz rock stuff, like yeah. the whole deep right kind of underground really raw stuff and i you know was really into metal and doom and then it turned into doom and then i just figured why not just put out an ep and then give me like the most ridiculous name like <laughs> influenced by uncle acid and the deadbeats so yeah. <laughs> you know it's such a long name it's hard to forget and then it just kind of took off from there and then you know the band has changed it's you know and now it's the closest thing that it's ever been to everything that I've listened to okay. musically combined. Finally, finally. It's <laughs> taken way too long, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. And so when did, uh, like, so Taylor, you're the most recent addition to the to the mix. Uh, when did, how did you get in the band and when did you start? Me and Joe, we're both, uh, we joined roughly around the same around time. Same time? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, it was about a year ago to the date, honestly. Oh, about a year, about a year, yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, I mean, it all kind of just came together by Noah saying, "Hey, who wants to play in Temple the Fuzzwitch?" And I was like, "Eh, maybe." <laughs> I wasn't gonna audition for bass, but I suck at playing bass, so I was like, "You know, I'm just gonna not." And then he needed a drummer too, so here I am. <laughs> yeah, I was, out. I was just looking at Instagram, like scrolling through. I think I was like laying in bed in the morning, and it said looking for bass players, and I was like, "Well, I used to play bass." <laughs> Once upon a time as well, you yeah. know, it all kind of just worked out. Awesome. Excellent. So I think the most recent single that I saw out on Bandcamp and that I actually have is uh, uh, called a, a Call to Pray. And yeah. And that uh, it, it's, you know, it's a great song. It has the, uh, the same like huge heavy doom riffs that you guys are known for. Um, but there's also a little bit of a more evil element, you know, because you added some harsher vocals to that. Um, wonder if you can tell me, like, how did that song come about, and um, what was the inspiration for for changing up the vocals a little bit? Uh, so when I recorded, so the version of that song that you hear, uh, we have on our upcoming next album. Oh, which, right. Yeah, yes. which we recorded, and it's scheduled to come out sometime next spring uh not too many details on that but uh yeah so what you heard on that recording was all done to tape um i just 
got sick of just the normal. I mean, as much as I love Doom and I love like all that stoner stuff, I just got sick of just playing the role of playing. It, it just felt stagnant what the band was. And I saw like what was happening within. Like I click on a YouTube video and I'd see a band pop up and then their full album release. And then I just get bored within 30 seconds of listening. And then I click on another YouTube video and it would sound exactly the same. It just, it's just become stagnant in my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, not, it, it's just too generic. So I just figured, you know, and then uh, Red Tide was essentially an album made for everybody else, not really Temple. It wasn't like something that I was actually trying to write. It was just like, okay, this is what people like. This is what I'm going to I'm gonna do for this album. And then it ended up, uh, you know, it had some success and whatnot. Yeah, it was good. You know, there, you know there's some bangers on there. Hell yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's not really the sound that I wanted with the band. And now it finally is. Cool. So, so yeah. you so like on the on the next album then we can expect more of the harsher vocals. Yeah, yeah, it's about 50/50. Okay, cool. Awesome. I like the mix um uh and I liked you cuz at the last Fuzzfest show, you know, you had that song along with the other ones, you know, like uh Bathsheba and and you know, yeah. really old tunes. And so it was a good contrast, I think. It really mixes it up. Um uh, the next of, album, I mean not to cut you off or anything, yeah. but uh, yeah, so I did A Call to Pray, that first single, all raw to tape. So that's all just on a five track. And I bounced two guitar tracks to one and then some, some few other tracks like the bass and drums and then had effects tracks and whatnot. Tape people will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, so it's the next album is going, it, it's fully produced. It was recorded at Bricktop Recording Studio in Chicago. Cool. Shout out he's Pete Grossman. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. the best. Yeah, he's Great amazing. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, we banged it out in like five days. Wow. Or six days total. Yeah. Yeah. It's quick. Well, yeah. it's good. It's good that it was six days, you know. Hopefully it, yeah. was, it took maybe six hours a day and it was done on the sixth, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you gotta get you got to work in you got to work in the signs you know so <laughs> it's a summoning album that's right that's awesome cool so you're uh looking springish so do you i mean what i loved about uh well i love the music on red tide but i also like that you did it on vinyl do you have any hopes to do that as well with the new oh, yeah. of course oh, yeah. <laughs> we love vinyl <laughs> what can we say <laughs> Awesome. Well, good. This is great. Expect it. Expect it. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, So what is the overall like songwriting approach like for you guys? Um, Is it like Noah, you're like coming up with some kind of uh, overall form, give it to Joe and Taylor and say, let's make this happen. Or do you like, "Eh, I got some ideas and then throw them into the practice space and say, all right, let's make something. It's the first thing. So like all at this point, um, so the last song and our next upcoming album, that is like the way that the songwriting has been working. And then Joe and I, Taylor, unfortunately wasn't there, but when we were in the studio, we were coming up with some more riffs and stuff, but it's been uh, essentially, you know, 
It's all about the riff, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's all you need. It's just a good riff. Yeah, just start off with the riff and then bring it to the other guys and they have something to throw in, you know, and I just give them a vague idea and then if, whatever they do. Yeah. You know, and then it, then we just kind of do like the feedback off e of each other and then we go from there and then it changes a lot, <laughs> which is a good thing, you know, yeah. because yeah, we're incorporating sure. their sound, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. That's awesome. Um, there's there's definitely a uh, a touch of evil to the music of uh, Temple of a Fuzzwitch and uh, of the Fuzzwitch. You know, I always want to say of a, um, but um, there's that touch of evil, and I know that in it that you know, um, evil music, you know, and I I use that word because it's like it's the kind of the structure for a lot of the lyrics. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like black and death metal or black and doom. Um, and it's always fun because it always feels like it's, um, you're kind of like experiencing musically, at least for me, like, um, a horror movie or something like that, but without right. the, um, you know, uh, traditional death metal thing where it's just like gore and, you know, which is fine. I mean, it's, you don't like cannibal gore? Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I love to, to listen to Cannibal Corpse. Sometimes the lyrics are like, what the fuck? But <laughs> I get it. You know, it's it's fun. Um, so I'm wondering, what is it about that genre that intrigues uh, each of you? What, what, what do you what do you find most fascinating about it? And uh, let's start with Taylor. All right. Let's start with Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of it's kind of just like the imagery, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of like the... Just, dark nasty um just gruesome imagery i guess it's just a weird thing to be drawn to and it's just they happen to be drawn to me yeah. <laughs> and like, even like the sound of it i guess it's just like i hate to say it but just like the sound of depression it yeah. just sounds so good it's just soothing you know it's just a yeah. way especially for me just emotionally it just helps me kind of radiate that yeah yeah for sure uh, Joe, how about you? Um, outside of music, I'm a writer. Um, and I've always been into like fantasy and D and D and like super nerdy shit. Yeah. Um, but I'm also like big into learning about the occult <clears throat> and just like weird esoteric facts that I'll never use anywhere. <laughs> and it's kind of my outlet to put that into into music and kind of combine all of the satanic panic interests that I have into <laughs> one. Um, and I'm coming from like a thrash, death thrash place. And yeah. what I like about Doom is it's a little bit more subtle. Like it's it's more creepy and less like it's it's like comparing a psychological horror to a slasher film. Yeah, like I yeah. like I like one more than the other. Yeah, that's a that's a great uh analogy for that. Uh Noah, how about you? Um lyrically it's just embracing the darker side of yourself and then the darker sides of life. And then to repeat what Joe said, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, there's it's gonna sound so stereotypical, but the interest in the esoteric and uh occult and uh different ways of thinking and learning that's all yeah yeah, yeah. 
I, I can definitely relate to that because I, I felt okay. that same way as that, um, you know, when, when Taylor, when you were mentioned that, um, the, that depression, like it's not depressing music to me. It's, uh, I don't know. It just kind of, there's a power it's that dark. radiates through it. Yeah. This, <laughs> this dark power that radiates through it. And I'm, uh, I don't really, you know, like I'm not a Satanist or I'm not a, I'm, basically an atheist or right. I guess a humanist. But anyway, um, you know, it's not like kind of like a, I don't know, a philosophical standpoint, just that, that feeling that comes out of that. Mm -hmm. And your music, you know, definitely has that thing where you just kind of like, oh, you know, you, there's the invisible orange, you know, where you're just like, you just want to <laughs> crush it, you know? And, uh, you know, no, when you're talking about, uh, or I think it was Joe, those comparisons between the slasher movies and like, a psychological thriller that's a great a great way to put it because it is that way you know um you can have the the gore guts you know cannibal corpse you know raw, you know zombies eating your your flesh or you can have the kind of creepy uh what was that movie heredity i think it was called yes that fucking movie freaking Modern out. Black. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah we know how it goes <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so cool. So, uh, I want to find out like how each of you got into music, uh, on your own. Um, what was your journey? Like, where did you start? Uh, let's start with Joe this time. Yeah. Um, my mom is a big like music nerd. Um, she would get me ready to like to go to kindergarten listening to like Boris and Alice in Chains and awesome. just the kind of stuff that I still listen to now. And there were a lot of instruments around like my grandparents' house. And I'm sure I drove them up the wall, just hammering out on these old acoustic guitars and pianos and just making noise essentially. <laughs> and then I kind of went through high school and was in, you know, the, the high school bands. And I, I did a lot of jazz band through the high school and after then, I kind of just stuck with buddies I knew, and we were all super into, like, thrash, but a little bit heavier at the time. And so we threw something together and kind of moved city to city and played where people would let us. And <laughs> that's kind of how I ended up here. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Cool. Uh, Noah, how about you? Uh, music has always run in my family, at least for two generations. Uh, my grandmother was a pianist on my father's side, was a pianist in the Detroit Symphony. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, and I got forced to take piano lessons from her, even though I wanted it, starting at the age of five. I didn't want to. I just wanted to play guitar. And then I took piano lessons for three years. And then finally, my parents were like, OK, you can play guitar. And then... <laughs> Yeah, essentially the rest is history. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, how about you? Yeah, for me, I mean, pretty much kind of the same thing as these guys. It all just started as a kid. I mean, a lot of it I have to give a little bit of a tribute to my dad because he's the one that kind of really forced it on me and smacked it around to my head. Um, just <laughs> growing up, just seeing all the, like, music videos on TV of Ozzy, and I remember just vividly seeing Bark the Moon and just, like, pretending that I was in the music video and just, <laughs> just growing up on all the classics again, Allison Chains, one of my favorite bands, Black Sabbath and always going to concerts and stuff with my dad, just 
then it all kind of just spiraled from there. He used to play drums, so I started drumming, and then same as Joe, went in school band, did all that. Um, like freshman year of high school, I got in my first uh, like hardcore punk band. We were called Spitback. Um, and I mean, it all just kind of unraveled from there. I just really enjoyed just getting all of my frustration out in music. It was just <laughs> it was a pleasure. It was just an absolute good feeling, and that's why I still do it. And that's I mean, it, again, just really back to my dad and kind of just growing up around all that good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So um, who were like early like musicians that inspired you in the, uh, to play that, you know, like kind of the music you're playing that, you know, heavier music. Um, who were like a couple of those people that inspired you and, and do they still inspire you today? Not um, uh, not necessarily heavy, but uh, John Bonham. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, you can't well, go he's, wrong. With John he's Bonham. definitely a heavy hitter. I mean, for sure. And there's an yeah. element of the occult in Led Zeppelin's music, so yeah, you, you can't go wrong with that. Um, uh, Tommy Aldridge. Um, oh yeah, he's an absolute monster. I always enjoyed watching him play. Um, I, it's hard for me to name specifics just because I don't personally keep tabs on a lot of people, but yeah. just if I see them, I know. And it's just yeah. like, yes. <laughs> Those dudes. Cool. Uh, Joe, how about you? Uh, I mean, for bass, it was, it's like the big four. I mean, Getty Lee, uh, Geezer Butler, Al Cisneros, um, Lemmy, like, <laughs> this should be like Cliff Burton, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. Yeah. The list of like crazy good bass players, but I was also big into jazz music and like psychedelic and I play guitar too. So like I kind of grabbed interests from wherever, mm -hmm. um, just listening to a huge range of music. And I like to try and at least incorporate little bits that I find into yeah. how I play. Uh, no. Same thing as uh, Joe, for, you know, for myself, uh, all I can say is for people out there, listen to VOCs, Dissection, listen to Fuzz as well, and Ty Siegel. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, Dissection, like the, the Swedish band? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Storm of the Lights band. Like that influence of like just the European sound. Like, uh, what? Who was it? Kyle from Mothership told us that we sound like we're a European band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, like, like speaking of like uh, playing and and doing shows, if you guys could go anywhere in the world um, to play a show, where, where would you go? And then uh kind of adding on to that like who would you like to play on the same bill and they could they could be headlining or you could be headlining and have them open whatever i don't care but um where would you like to play and where would you like to who would you like to play with uh noah god um definitely <laughs> psycho um desert yeah. fest in europe i just want to get out of the u.s so bad yeah for so many reasons um <laughs> to play uh, i mean like most of our fans are out there anyway so yeah. uh um as far as who to headline with or who to play with it really comes down to like the whole genre mixed with i'd rather play with just like a whole mixed bill 
rather than just only like doom and sludge. It just still feels stagnant to me. I'd rather be on something closer to like even like full terror assault. Yeah. Or, or metal threat in Chicago or, you know, something like that, like a mixed bill or even heavy hell, which is like a small bill down at the black circle in Indianapolis. That's always, you know, a banger every year. Um, yeah. Not too specific with bands that I really want to play with. Just mix it. Up. And that's not necessarily just <laughs> a doom thing, even though I do, I just said psycho Las yeah. Vegas, and Desert, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Very contradicting, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good, man. You got to have the yin and the yang in there. So yeah, that's good. yeah. yeah. That's a good uh, Taylor. Oof. That's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just for like travel reasons, I've always just wanted anywhere in Europe. Europe is just, I don't know, it just seems like such a good time. And just there's so many different places to go in europe it's right. just insane <laughs> that just the beauty of it all and i mean even like a lot of like uh i guess you could just like say the people over there just experiencing all the different cultures and just how people over there experience music like differently i guess um as far as like people to play with i'd honestly go pretty damn close to what noah said with just a good mix of everything that I like personally like, like everything from doom all the way to like, I don't know, uh, just weird psych stuff. Um, yeah. country, even if you want to throw a little bit of Hank, Hank <laughs> in there, he wants to play. You yeah. sound like you want to play Muddy Roots. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Muddy Roots. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, it's a cool fest. <laughs> uh, Joe. Yeah, um, I've been to the UK a bunch, and I'm always like looking for excuses to go back. So somewhere in the UK, and if I'm building a bill, I want to play with Conan, uh, Primitive Man, oh, man. in the Throne Room, and Carcass. All oh, on the awesome. Same bill. <laughs> yeah, awesome. The big one. <laughs> yeah, those are great bands. Uh, I would... I would love to see you guys with Carcass. That would be fantastic. That, that's a good mix there, right? Because you've got mm -hmm. you know, they're extreme, you know, because they have that, you know, they've kind of transcended, you know, genres over time, right? Yeah, too many genres. They've yeah, they cross and they've changed. They yeah. reinvented themselves so many times. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I that that would be a great bill. Uh, Conan's awesome too. Or I don't know if they Ooh. say Conan. I I do, but. Um, I saw them at Berserker uh, years ago. Yeah, they kicked ass. Steroids good live. Yeah, you know another thing I think would be fun to see you guys with is Voivod. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, so I'm just gonna kind of throw that out there and go onto their pages and say, hey, you should do a tour. With <laughs> By all means, <laughs> awesome. So, uh, what was the very first? Um, I know you guys are young whippersnappers, but uh, like album, and I say that in the in the sense of like a release. So it could have been a CD, it could have been a tape, could have been streamed, whatever. But what was the first album uh, that you you acquired? Uh, no. For me, it was it's been a, a really long time, but yeah. um, 
don't know, I was probably like eight years old, and it was just a Johnny Cash compilation. Oh, awesome. Excellent. <laughs> especially like growing up like around my like grandparents, uh, especially my grandpas. Yeah. They they were big on all the old country, and that's kind of where it comes from. Why I liked um, yeah. a little bit of older country. I hate newer country because that's just garbage. It's it's, it's not, not even. You, they, I don't think you should even call it country because it's like pop music for. Yeah, uh, it, it's a bunch of pop stars wanting to be, yeah. you know. A spitting image of uh all the yeah. greats you yeah, know David Alcone, yeah. Merle Haggard. there'll never be another generation of country music that was like that specifically don't get yeah. me wrong I mean, there's a few that lurk out there like uh what's his name I, he's big on the internet right now um oh, Oliver Anthony or Anthony Oliver one of oh, those yeah. two yeah killer phenomenal Cody but, Jinx um, have you ever heard of that guy who Cody oh Cody Jinx. yeah 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 but the first time I uh Heard him was uh, I think it was Hippies and Cowboys that, that was one of the like bigger songs and I was like, damn, this is good. Okay, <laughs> maybe there's a little bit of hope for country music. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know Flint uh, native uh, Whitey Morgan. So there you go. Never heard oh. that one. Oh, oh dude, he's he's fantastic. Um, he's definitely old school, like you know, okay, cool. uh, Waylon Jennings kind of thing. Perfect. <laughs> if you like old country, which you know, like you, I've my my dad loved fucking country music. And so I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, at the time didn't really, you know, there was a period where all I wanted to listen to was metal and yeah. hearing that shit. I'm like, ah, but then later I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have been listening. It creeps up on you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to be on it for a long time too, but then boom. <laughs> yeah, love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe, how about you? Um, so I'm old enough to have owned and listened to cassettes. All right. Um, <laughs> baby face, but <laughs> I, I do fondly remember my cassette collection. Uh, my first was a bootleg copy of Kill 'Em All on a red cassette with a handwritten like label. Whoa! Uh, did Dave Mustaine write it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I played it until I mean it was not a very good quality. I'm pretty sure they had popped the tape into something and then like recorded next to a sound system. It yeah. sounded terrible, but I played <laughs> until it fell apart. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh Noah. Uh I remember at the age of nine it was my cousin similar to joe gave me a bootleg well a burned cd of a cky playlist that he essentially gave me that i should have listened to because i was like into skateboarding and stuff and i used yeah. to watch you know like all like those uh cky tapes on actual like vhs as a kid you know you know darren miller was like my idol along with bam margera so that's yeah. where like that kind of came from. But yeah, so he finally gave me a tape or CD. And then, yeah, nice. that was it. Working to that on a CD player. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, what was the uh, very first concert you guys went to? Uh, who wants to go first? Yeah, uh, oh I remember. All right. uh, I was 13. And I begged and begged and begged my dad to let me go see Slayer. Um, and I showed up to the show with him. He got me through the door and was like, I'm not staying for this. 
<laughs> I'll come pick you up later. And I pretty much can trace the rest of my life from that point. <laughs> it like there were oh, two man. two paths and I went down the path that was the Slayer show. <laughs> I where was that where was that Slayer show at? That was at the it was called the Mara at that point in Indianapolis. Okay. Um in the Egyptian room. Nice. Uh and um who was on the bill with them then? I honestly I couldn't tell you. I was just so like outside of my mind to go see Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I got to tell you that Slayer was like an acquired taste for me cuz I like I'm old enough that um like very first shows I went to was uh like Rush and uh, for Ooh. like um rolling or for moving pictures and then uh like shortly after that I got to see Iron Maiden like open for Rainbow. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was when Number of the Beast came out. So uh you know, it, I was like in that mode pretty heavy, like Angel Witch, um, Iron Maiden, you know, uh, Testament and that kind of stuff later. But then, uh, so Slayer, like my brother started listening, my little brother, he's like eight years younger than me. He started listening to Slayer and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because at the time it was like so fast and like uh, I was more into like, you know, more melodic, like lead guitar yeah. playing. And when you listen to Carrie King and Jeff Henneman, like, it's chaos. Like, yeah, there's no melody. Yeah. Well, and then you, you don't realize it. Well, at the time I was like, what the fuck? It sounds like just like chaos. But then when you listen to the music and the speed they're playing and, and everything, then you kind of realize that's the only way you could have played a solo over that shit is, yeah. you know, to instill that I, kind of chaos. I mostly got into it because and I'm sorry, Lisa, my stepmom was super Catholic and it made her uncomfortable and I was <laughs> a piece of shit. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that, that was the other thing is, um, uh, back then when I first got, or got into Slayer, um, the, uh, I worked, I was a janitor over at, um, fuck, it's used to be, well, I think it's Trinity health now, but it was whatever it was. It's Catholic. Right. And they used to have like a, uh, substance abuse, uh, center for like kids. And I'd be cleaning in there and, and they have like a priest there and in his office was, um, show no mercy, you know, like the album, like, what? Oh, awesome. what the hell? <laughs> so yeah, cool. <laughs> Either confiscate it or he's one of the good ones. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> he's, converted, he's converted the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Noah, how about you? Uh, I believe it was Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden at Arnav. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Used, uh, so that was probably, uh, was that, do you remember if it was super unknown or was? Uh, oh, no. Of... I forget specifically what they played. They played a bunch of stuff. Uh, Soundgarden played a bunch of shit off of uh, Bad Motor Finger, and then it yeah. was super unknown, and it was like that in anniversary thing yeah. that they played a bunch of stuff out there, too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, they were supporting, weren't they? Something yeah, they were supporting, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to like other like small stuff, but that was like the first concert that I like really wanted to go to. Yeah. So I consider yeah. that my first one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
to get to do each of you remember the very first time you were on stage and what that experience was like and, and what you what did you take away from that uh let's, let's start with taylor yeah so uh again like 14 years old um first band spit back we played at a tiny little place called uh refugee skate shop it's in dearborn michigan um and it was just small show nothing too crazy but i mean for a small like mainly local show yeah. it actually kind of popped off and i was like okay i, I like this i like this i'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> especially <laughs> just like it being hardcore and just like all the energy and everything it yeah. just definitely helped kind of bring up the mood <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh noah how about you uh some some talent show when i was a kid Woo! you know like in elementary <laughs> i mean we're talking like very early on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty simplistic but there you go yeah i get to prepare for myself <laughs> well i mean a school band counts yeah and so that, that's a little bit different because yeah. i started yeah. there oh okay. sixth grade okay. but yeah. i like actual like a band yeah that, that, elementary yeah. <laughs> yeah nice joe how about Good you life. um i was probably 13 um uh, so around like 2003 and it was with my high school band called Fuck Fist. <laughs> uh, Please tell me you played at the school. <laughs> no, we played at one of my buddy's parents went out of town and they were like the, the rich family with the nice basement. Yeah. Everybody knew one of those families. They had like the pool table and shit down there. And we played and it was like really fun. And I remember like oh all the girls i have a crush on are like looking at me and now they think i'm cool and not just the weirdo who reads D books in study hall uh, <laughs> so my what kept me going initially was very superficial like teenager stuff right um but yeah i <laughs> Nice. Good Lord. <laughs> That's what you say. Good Lord, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any, uh, do you guys have any like pre-show rituals, things you, you have to do before you get on stage? Uh, move around a little bit for me, yeah. honestly. <laughs> get, get a little loosey-goosey and uh, just let it rip. Usually stretch and like, if I can, like go for a walk, like a block or two around the venue or I... I have to get out of the venue for at least like half an hour or so just to like think about something else. Cause yeah. if I stand there the whole time, I'm going to be like fidgety and yeah. just nervous energy. I'm pretty similar going that way too, but you know, like I'll maybe just sit in like the green room or whatever. And then yeah, I think about stuff. Yeah. Just maybe for like the last like 10 minutes before, just sit by the merch or, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Decompress. Yeah. 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 Uh, so if there, you know, if somebody was, uh, if somebody said, well, that somebody being me, like if there was like three <laughs> albums that kind of define, uh, define you, like if you were going to say, this is, you want to know about me, you need to like listen to these three albums. Um, what are those three albums? 
for each of you. I might be waiting. <laughs> Go for Ooh. it. Yeah. Well, one, um, it definitely has to be um, Nutshell, Alice in Chains. It's just, I don't know, I, I just take that album very, very deeply and very personally. Um, and then I would probably have to say, ooh, um, Like I said, you might be waiting a minute. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's okay. Um, Lightning at the Door by All Them Witches, just because that's such a banger of an album to me. It's just, it's just so good. And like, if you want to like know my like favorite kind of like music taste and exactly what I like, it's All Them Witches. Nice. Um, and then the last one. Mm, oh, again, more just to kind of just like know my taste in a sense yeah. um great western valkyrie by rival sons because again one of my favorite bands <laughs> awesome awesome uh joe how about you oh shit um <laughs> thinker of a question <laughs> probably moving pictures uh god it has to be three huh <laughs> magic number right moving pictures adiabatic songs by ohm okay um and maybe pink by boris oh nice awesome excellent oh man i know yeah. <laughs> especially when you, you're trying to think of them all it's just like yeah yeah it's hard yeah I know it's hard. Again in a year and those three will be different let me compile oh, sure. well you know and that's the funny thing about that question is like tomorrow it'll be different right because yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mood shifts you know so right now you're feeling this and tomorrow is another you know shade of you and so it's going to be could be completely different yeah. uh, noah how about you uh we live by Electric Wizard, the Somber Lane by Dissection, and then it comes down to either Old Locomotive by the Murlocs or uh, Belus by Burzum. Oh, nice. Burzum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Somber Lane. I forgot about that album. Um, yeah. A good I one. I saw those dudes at uh, Harpo's. Um, <laughs> opening for at the gates okay whoa okay yeah. jealous jealous yeah, that was awesome and i saw at the gates warm up for napalm death so in okay okay yes yeah i was in love with at the gates um i still am uh i even wrote those guys a letter i have the letter and they sent me a picture uh i, I can't remember if it was tomas or uh or who responded because uh, i asked you know about like because at that time like for me, I was, uh, that's when I got into death metal, um, and okay. like, like melodic death metal. Um, I heard carcass heartwork. Um, and I heard, um, Oh man, why do I always blink out on the name of the at the gates album? Um, it's not slaughter of the soul. It's one before with the hand, the red hand. Um, shit. Can't think of it. Uh, I always blank out on the name, but anyway, it's got the beautiful wound on it and other things. And, and uh, I heard that and I was like, oh my God. And I, yeah. yeah. So, and then I got into dissection and, and, okay. Yeah. So it was like a long train, amorphous. And then, yeah. 
uh, yeah. So if you guys could go um, sit down and have a, whatever your favorite beverage is, you know, beers, uh, whatever, uh, with somebody uh, alive and de or dead and just, you know, talk with them, uh, who would that be and what would you like to uh, talk to them about? Mm. Uh, Joe, how about you? Um, I mean, partially due to my musical tastes and interests, partially because he never does interviews. Um, and, uh, we're into kind of a lot of the same transcendental meditation type of stuff. I'd love to talk to Al Cisneros about specifically not even the music, just like meditation and philosophy and that kind of, that kind of thing. Cause he's got at least from what I can glean, a very interesting mind when it comes to how he approaches spirituality. I guess spirituality wouldn't be the right word, but um, he holds a lot close to the chest. And I, I think that it would be interesting less for me to talk to him and more for me to listen to what he has to say. If he yeah. wills. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Taylor. Um, I feel like it's kind of generic, but let me kill Mister. And again, I just want to sit there and listen to that guy talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he's just one crazy, just insane dude. And I just feel like he had a hell of a life. And I just want to listen to the absolute debauchery that that man got into. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that documentary? That thing he did, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, toward the tail end of his life, but that was yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, it was um the one where uh were, were they in Europe doing it? I think they were in the U.S. because he they were they stopped in at uh what what's the Rainbow Bar? At the Rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm they, pretty sure I've seen it, but yeah, I might just recall it like, differently. <laughs> I, I think they were even at his apartment or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They did like a whole like walkthrough and seen yeah. all his memorabilia and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Watch. Yeah, he would be cool to talk to. Um, Noah, how about you? Probably somebody like Carl Young. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, I find musicians pretty fucking boring. So, I really want to talk to you too much. So, yeah. Cool. So, you guys are, uh, you've got the new album coming up, right? Uh, yeah. Sometime yeah. next year. Um, mm -hmm. And then, I know you guys are going on tour or are, when is that happening? Two weeks. Yeah. yeah October, believe it or not. <laughs> Throw those dates out. Um, the 14th, we will be at Tennessee, Tennessee Metal Devastation Festival down in Jackson, Tennessee. And then we go till 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. Where the we sanctuary, sanctuary. And, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, we go up, through Ohio, Indiana. We play Reggie's in Chicago, um, oh. Minneapolis, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Madison. Madison. Yeah. Madison. Okay. Yeah. It, Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like a little thing just to get our foot out the door just for now. So, yeah. I mean, it's been, you know, quite a few years since we've, you know, done something else other than just a couple one offs or weekend runs. So, yeah. That'll be time fun. to get back out there, you know. So, right. Oh, yeah. And uh, so maybe next year uh, you'll be off to Europe or something like that. That'd be awesome. God, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's Anybody great. in Europe, uh, hey. that's right. So, what what is up, guys, 
Uh, question about the new album. Are, you guys aren't on a label. You're doing it all independently, right? Or are you on a label? No comment. Yeah, we can't. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's good news. You know, so, yeah. So potentially some some label action support. So that would be cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, I, I want to thank you so much for being on Fans with Bands. I've got one last question for you, uh, for each of you, and that, and that is pineapple. Or no pineapple on pizza? No. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, Joe? No. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> if it's got bacon and jalapeno with it. All yes. Right. All right. All right. As a kid, my specialty pizza <laughs> was a Hawaiian one. It? Green pepper and pineapple. And oh, I eat shit up, and it was wonderful. <laughs> just, <laughs> no. Sick in the fucking head. So, <laughs> so I, I gotta ask you, Taylor. Like, just green pe green pepper and pineapple, or or pepperoni? And yeah, we're literally just green pepper and pineapple. Why? <laughs> now, that's cheese, so obviously. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 probably the most unique answer I've heard for that because. Like Joe, your your combo, which actually I've not tried, but it kind of sounds inter interesting, is the jalapeno with it. I mean, for me, I, I think fruit should not be on pizza, so I'm like, I'm kind of in the Noah camp. It's like, fuck that, just put a bunch of meat on there, we're good to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I you know, one time with pear on it, it was actually pretty good. Oh, dude, now we're getting crazy. It was, it was weird, <laughs> but it was good. Psychosis, you're witnessing. <laughs> oh man all right guys well thank you again so much for being on fans with bands really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, man. all right cool many thanks to noah joe and taylor for joining me on this episode of fans with bands temple of the fuzzwitch are fantastic and great to talk with they are disciples of the mighty riff playing heavy doom with all the fixins the band's new album is just about ready for prime time they hope to have it out in early 2024 in the meantime, grab their new single, A Call to Pray, and keep an eye on their socials for upcoming gigs. See the show notes for all the details and links. Bands are nothing without you, the fans. Purchasing music and merchandise is critical to their survival. If you can help out your favorite bands, please do. If you're in Michigan, consider following the Playing in Detroit area tonight and SE for Southeast Michigan Music Facebook pages. They are fantastic places for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your family, telling your priest, tell everyone, and leave a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time... Be well and kick out the jams.